0: Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode eighty-seven of the Xbox and Ten podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around ten minutes every Monday. This podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com No numbers is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xbox and Ten. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were on Spottable and Hitman 3. The games coming out this week include Cyber Shadow, Dead Cells Fatal Falls, Project Winter, The Sims 4 Paranormal Stuff Pack, The Dark Eye Memoria, The Dark Eye Chains of Satina, Hyposphere Rebirth, Golden Force, Tohu, Sword of the Necromancer, Elijah, The Yakuza Remastered Collection, Yakuza 3 Remastered, Yakuza 4 Remastered, and Yakuza 5 Remastered, Royal Tower Defense, Bonkies, Gods Will Fall, Another Dawn, and Caves and Castles Underworld. There are some new games coming to Xbox Game Pass, and they are as followed. On January 21st, you can play Control on PC, Desperados 3 on Android Console and PC, Donut County on Android Console and PC, Outer Wilds on Android, Cyber Shadow on Android Console and PC on January 26th, The Medium on Xbox Series XS and PC on January 28th, and on January 28th, you can play the Yakuza Remastered Collection, which includes Yakuza 3 Remastered, Yakuza 4 Remastered, and Yakuza 5 Remastered. New games with gold for February have been announced as well, and there's an extra game this month. On Xbox One, you can get your hands on Gears 5, available from February 1st to the 28th, Resident Evil from the 1st to the 28th, and Dandara Trials of Fear Edition from February 16th to March 15th. From the original xbox you can play indiana jones in the emperor's tomb and from the 360 you can play lost planet 2 from february 16th to the 28th great collection of games right there now on to last week's biggest news stories and we have seven to cover this week number one microsoft backtracks on xbox live gold price hike sam byford at the verge writes microsoft has reversed its controversial xbox live price hike the company announced a price hike on friday that would have doubled the cost of a yearly subscription the service which is required to play games online on Xbox consoles, to $120 for many users. Now though, Microsoft says the price will stay the same. Beyond that, Microsoft has decided to bring Xbox Live in line with Sony and Nintendo's online services by dropping the subscription requirement for free-to-play games. Popular free-to-play titles like Fortnite are playable on PlayStation consoles and the Nintendo Switch without an online subscription, but you still need one for Xbox consoles. Microsoft says it's working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. Microsoft's focus in recent years has been on Xbox Game Pass which had an Ultimate tier that includes access to Xbox Live Gold. While Game Pass provides great value for many players, the Gold price increase comes off as an attempt to nudge people into paying for the more expensive service. And it's not surprising that the initial announcement was so poorly received, but Microsoft Reversal is good news for Xbox Live Gold subscribers who aren't interested in Xbox Game Pass, and even better news for people who only use Xbox Live Gold to play free-to-play games. What a dumpster fire on the internet, the internet blew up and rightfully so. It just seemed like a really tone-deaf response from Xbox who has been so consumer-first and friendly over the last couple years. I'm glad they reversed their decision, and now we can all play free-to-play games without the subscription, which is something that needed to be done months ago, and I think we stated as much on the show. Really good to see that Microsoft fesses up, they put out a blog post saying that they messed up today and you were right to let us know. Good to see that they're reacting appropriately and changed it back. Number 2, Resident Evil Village kicking off spring on a gothic note with a May 7 release. Carly Veloci at Windows Central writes, Capcom kicked off the Resident Evil showcase on Tuesday with some great news for those waiting for Resident Evil Village. Producer Pete Fabiano announced that the game will be coming to current and next gen consoles on May 7th, 2021. He also announced that the pre-orders will be open on Thursday, a demo will also be available today but it won't be available on Xbox, just on PS5. Other demos are coming at a later date this spring across all platforms. The showcase showed off two videos, a new trailer that elicits a lot of questions in a gameplay preview. In the trailer, which starts off with Resident Evil 7 protagonist Ethan Winters arguing with his partner Mia, we see Ethan entering the mysterious Dimashishu castle which is filled with all sorts of weird creatures. The lady is owned by Lady Dimashishu, aka the now very internet famous tall vampire lady, who seems to be a part of a group that has kidnapped Ethan's daughter. She also has a number of mysterious daughters who can transform into swarms of insects. There are a number of other creatures too, including zombies and werewolves. There's also a merchant called the Duke, which is bringing back an iconic element of Resident Evil 4. In general, we got a lot of Resident Evil 4 vibes from the footage. After the Resident Evil Village showcase, Capcom spent some time talking about Resident Evil Reverse, which was leaked earlier this week. It's a multiplayer game that sets Resident Evil characters against each other in 4-6 player deathmatch, There will also be goodies for Division 2 players coming in celebration of the franchise's 25th anniversary, including Leon Kennedy's RPD uniform. For someone who Resident Evil is one of their favorite franchises of all time, I loved what I saw at Resident Evil Village. Getting to play the maiden demo on PS5 was pretty cool, seeing how the world is, and it looks absolutely beautiful on next-gen consoles. Can't wait to get my hands on it this May, but it was disappointing to not get any type of leak or rumor for Resident Evil 4 Remake. Number 3, Cyberpunk 2077 Patch 1.1 launches as first major post-launch update. Michael Kripe at The Escapist writes, CD Projekt Red has just dropped the first major update for Cyberpunk 2077, following its widely criticized launch. As detailed at the official website, Cyberpunk 2077 Patch 1.1 packs in a variety of bug and crash fixes for players on Google Stadia, PC, PlayStation, and Xbox, hopefully aiding those in experiencing frequent stability issues. The highlights include crash fixes for loading saves, opening and closing the game, and point of no return. It also provides assorted fixes related to visuals, UI achievements, and the open world in general, as well as specific issues on each platform. The Cyberpunk 2077 Twitter account also added that this update lays the groundwork for upcoming patches. To see the entire list the changes, head over to the Cyberpunk 2077 website. For those that are actually playing the game right now I guess this is good news, for me I'm staying far far away until I know this game is in a much more stable place, and hopefully by the time the next gen patch comes. Number 4, Activision merges Blizzard and Vicarious Visions. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Activision Blizzard has confirmed that Vicarious Visions, the developer behind such titles as Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake and the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, is officially being merged into Blizzard Entertainment. As reported by GameIndustry.biz, the Vicarious Vision team of about 200 people will now be employees of Blizzard, and are fully dedicated to existing Blizzard games and initiatives. This means Vicarious Visions will no longer be creating games as a lead developer. Vicarious Visions was founded in 1990 and was acquired by Activision in 2005. The studio has worked on everything from Guitar Hero, Spider-Man, Tony Hawk, Crash Bandicoot, Destiny, Skylanders, and much more. Besides the frustration from the Xbox Live Gold price hike, this had to have been the most disappointing news across the industry. Personally, I got to see how good Vicarious Visions was with the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake, which is just excellent, and I know many people love the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. It's disappointing that we're not going to see them develop more remaked games or develop games on their own. They've been a great studio over the last couple of years and now they're just moving into support. Damn you Activision and damn you Blizzard. Number 5, Hitman 3 devs working to bring ray tracing to Xbox Series X and S. Stephanie Noonley at VG247 writes, IO Interactive is working on bringing ray tracing to Hitman 3 on Xbox Series X and S. According to the developer, the team behind Hitman 3 is currently working on ray tracing technology for the renderer in its Glacier engine. IO said that it sees Hitman as a live game and the January 20th release was just the beginning of a journey. Quote, we're going to keep working on the game and adding new features. It's great that the GPU in the Xbox Series X and S has hardware support for ray tracing. We've already started working on ray tracing technology for the renderer in our Glacier engine. And once that's deemed ready for prime time we'll definitely bring it to the series x and s hardware and quote said cto maurice de pasquale hitman 3 seems to be widely loved and i've never played a hitman game i kind of hate that i saw this news because now i feel like i'm just going to wait till they have ray tracing in the game before i give it a shot hopefully it's sooner than later number six no plans for fall guys to come to xbox game pass joe scrabbles at IGN writes excitement was sparked today after fans spotted xbox game pass suggesting fall guys would be arriving soon but Mediatonic and Devolver have since quashed the idea, with the publisher saying there are no plans for the game to hit the subscription service. As pointed out by Ron Bag on Reddit, the Xbox Game Pass Instagram account recently replied to a user hoping for Fall Guys on Game Pass by saying it's coming. However, after news started spreading today, the game's official Twitter account and publisher Devolver moved to deny it. Devolver explained to journalist Tom Warren that there are no plans for the popular game to come to any form of Game Pass, meaning the Xbox, PC, or cloud versions of the service. It's not clear how the miscommunication happened, but the Fall Guys Twitter account called it a bit of a mix-up. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout saw a huge success last year after launching on PC and PS4, debuting as a PlayStation Plus game. An Xbox version has never officially been denied, but it seems we won't be joining Xbox's subscription anytime soon. I want this game on Xbox so very bad. I have it on PC, and I have it on PlayStation. It's an amazing game, and I want to play with more of my friends. Hopefully it comes to Xbox soon, even if it's not coming to Game Pass. And number 7, YouTube finally enables HDR support on Xbox consoles. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, YouTube is finally enabling HDR support on Microsoft's Xbox consoles. The HDR support works across existing Xbox One S and X devices, and new consoles like the Series X and the Series S. As long as you have a TV or monitor capable of displaying HDR videos, the YouTube app will now automatically switch to output HDR content. The YouTube app on Xbox has never supported HDR previously, despite HDR being available on the PlayStation 4 since 2019. While the PS5 and Series X launched in November without YouTube HDR support, and it's still not available on the PS5 yet, a step back from what was available on the PS4. Cool to see this for all you video nerds like myself. Glad to see some HDR content coming to YouTube, and now I can play it and watch it on my Series X. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and given the week's news about Xbox Live, let's go into a little bit of history thanks to Wikipedia. Xbox Live, formerly styled as Xbox Live, with the live in all caps, is an online multiplayer gaming and digital media delivery service created and operated by Microsoft. It was first made available to Xbox Ecosystem on November 15, 2002, an updated version of the service became available for the Xbox 360 console at the system's launch in November 2005, and a further enhanced version was released in 2013 with the Xbox One. This same version is also used with the Series X and Series S. I still remember my first time jumping on Xbox Live in what must have been late 2004 or early 2005 playing Halo 2 when I finally got a router and Xbox Live working. It was an incredible experience and I'll never forget dying and being massacred by everyone online even though I thought I was great compared to my friends. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I've worked a lot of hours at work, so I haven't had too much time to game. I squeezed in the Maiden demo on PS5, and I'm hoping to play some Jedi Fallen Order on the Series X after I record. My name is Brandon Rose, you can follow me on Xbox at brosa 93 Hope you guys all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.